This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This is CliffCentral.com. And this show is my show where I get the chance to bring you an interview with some of the most amazing people that I'm privileged to meet as I travel the world, mainly as a conference speaker. But from time to time, I bump into the most extraordinary people, one of whom is my guest today. I envy her enormously even before I introduce her to you. She lives in White River in Mpumalanga. I mean, she's just the most talented South African landscape artist I've ever seen. I mean, to me, if you've enjoyed Pianif, she is the modern Pianif. Her name is Karen Damon. Her paintings sell for amazing amounts of money. She's building herself a reputation as one of the hottest artists on the African continent. And I'm delighted that we've pinned her down to bring her to you on this interview. Karen, it is such a joy having you on my show. How are you? Welcome to the program. Hello, Michael. I'm very well, thank you. Just blushing a little bit. Oh gosh, I mean the modern peonies. Look, some people might think <laughs> that's an, some people might think that's an insult rather than praise. I mean, you know, peonies painting sell for a bloody fortune. You've captured the essence, and although this is radio, it's kind of imagery here. You are the quintessential landscape painter. You've got stuff going on in your paintings. It's beyond 3D. It's beyond impressionism. I mean, how do you describe the work that you do? I like that expression stuff going on in my paintings because it's easy to describe me as a landscape artist and I don't, I don't really like that term in the sense of it being very simplistic because the landscape is a vehicle in my work. It happens to be the subject, but the meaning is something a little bit beyond the landscape. And I work hard at that, that idea. Now, you work in an area of renowned beauty anyway, and I've seen a number of your exhibitions where a lot of your early work in particular focused on kind of the Mpumalanga landscape scenario. But but as you say, the word doesn't do it justice. I mean, I looked at your stuff and I was stopped dead in my tracks. I've never seen such complexity and meaning in what we people would normally term a painting of a landscape, for goodness sakes. Yeah, well, you know, the minute one tries to make a an artwork which is essentially an arrangement of colored shapes on a flat surface is to deconstruct one's reality, what, I, what I've seen through my eyes, and then put it through the process that is me, that is my experience, and then put it out there again for other people to see. So that process does, it does something with the landscape. It, it makes it part of me rather than something that's just seen through one's eyes. You know, it's it's rare for me to have somebody as artistic and talented as you in this particular field on this program. And I, I wonder if my listeners now are thinking, well, why? Why has he brought Karen on? The reason is for me that you've created a life for yourself delivering world-class gallery paintings from your home studio. You've done it for almost 10 years full-time as an artist, I understand, from your website. That's right, yes. Um, but it's a life that is so unusual, so fulfilling, and so well-lived. I'm just in absolute awe of you. Well, thank you, Michael. It is it's something that I have gone about quite deliberately. Um, I'm very aware. I'm, very, I'm like a sponge, so my environment is very impo- important to me. My working environment is very important to me. And I also don't like repeating myself. So, and, and obviously I'm visually aware that kind of goes without saying, but putting those all together in a life, in a life's work has been quite challenging. The art world is complex and sophisticated and it's a challenge to remain true to oneself, true to the, to what I want to do. 
and to make it economically viable. And I, I hope I'm work, walking that line successfully. I'm trying my best. I mean, there's an emotional identity in all of your creativity, and it, it is the most remarkable stuff. It must be hard, though, to earn a living as a painter in this complex, crazy, ever-changing, unfolding South African world that we're in now. Yes, it, it's not easy. Um, but what would be more difficult for me would be to do something that I don't love, that I'm not passionate about. So to remind myself of that choice makes it quite easy in the end. How does it feel when you put on a gallery exhibition? I know you had some stuff on in Joburg recently. I came, I saw, I sat in awe. Um, you know, does it feel, is it almost kind of giving birth when your paintings are hanging in a gallery and you're looking at it people is a judging bit. them? Yeah, it, it is. But um, it's, it's a bit of an anomaly because making the work for me requires a huge amount of introversion and introspection. So I, go, I kind of go into a, a cocoon, I hibernate a bit in order to make work, and I make it in a vacuum. I don't show very many people. I work alone all day. I have my music and my Facebook, and that's about the extent of it. But then at a point, obviously, these paintings have to go out into the world and, and stand alone. They have to speak for themselves visually. Um, and I've become better at that process. I used to It used to be excruciating as if I was sending unprepared children out into the world. But now, now I'm much better at it. I have to be. I have to make space for the, for the new work. How does it feel when you encounter your paintings hanging in pride of place in corporate boardrooms or in people's homes <laughs> or you know, where you see them in galleries all around the world? It's weird. It's, it's downright weird because, as I say, those works were generally made in such a private space, and I don't make them – while considering where they're going to hang, they've got to they've got to exist in the world because they need to exist. Um, and then often a client will buy work for an entirely different reason from the one that I made it, and I've got to be okay with that. That's because you know once I've made it, once I sell it, that's it's not my not my baby anymore, so to speak. And you paint big. I mean, you know, the, the paintings that I've seen that you do at the moment seem to be kind of a couple of meters long, a meter and a half high. These are giant, yeah. imposing artworks, aren't they? Yeah, they can be. I've made smaller works. Um, I tend to need to make the big works every every now and again. They they kind of I've, I need to climb into that space almost physically. Um, I love sitting in front of a huge canvas. Let's call it two point two by one point six meters. That's kind of bigger than myself. Yeah, oh, that's and, huge. Yeah, but there's, it's not difficult to paint a big painting as opposed to a small painting. They they each come with their own challenges. A small painting has the same principle needs to have the same principles applied, you know, of design, of line, of tone, of color. It, it was interesting for me because when I first came across your work, I think you'd done some lithographs um, with the artist press up in White River. And right. they were selling these these lithographs. And, and I looked at them and I thought, oh, God, I can afford one of those. And I wanted, <laughs> fell in love with it. It was rocks. It was stones. It was a landscape from my beloved Barberton area up in Mpumalanga. And I brought this thing home, hung it on my, my staircase, um, midway up and down between my staircase, upstairs and downstairs. And very few people other than my wife, my family, and I get to see it. But we stop and we look at it almost every morning, and I've owned it now for several years, and it's an absolute joy. Unlike TV programs that come and go, your art just yes. is there. Um, when I managed to get a bit bigger, and I've, I've got to admit this, I've, I was able to buy one of your giant paintings, which hangs in my man cave, and it's a landscape of the Kruger Park area. But it, the most incredible thing for me is that 
it, when I look at it in the different lights of day, the painting actually changes color. Different things get highlighted from sunrise to sunset. And I've had people sit in my man cave and stare at it for nigh on 30 minutes going, wow, and not saying much else. I mean, is that That's the kind wonderful, of, is, wonderful for me to hear. Does, does it make you feel good when you hear that? It's just an extraordinary thing for me. It's like, it's so it cool does, to talk to it you. Does. It's, and, and it's very gratifying when, when people look at my work um, and, and come back at me with something that I'd almost forgotten was in that work. No, I, I have quite often. You've always been an artist. I mean, you did a BA in fine art at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. You obviously could afford the fees back in those days. That was okay. <laughs> Well, a lovely, a lovely scholarship could, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, I mean, you know, and within the public and private collections of your work now locally and internationally, I mean, UNISA, you're in the UNISA collection. Universities have bought your work. It's, you know, are, you're becoming a living legend. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> uh, artists are essentially introverts. You know, we, there's a lovely quote um, goes something like artists are people driven by the tension between the desire to communicate and the desire to hide. So, so yeah, I'm not quite sure. Somewhere in between <laughs> lies Carl and Damon, right? Yeah, lies all artists really. If you if you think about it, that, that interface between that individual and the world is where the art happens. I think it's extraordinary. I mean, I've got to ask you this as well because I, I hope you're not planning on dying soon. But if you die, will your painting be worth more money? <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I guess you won't really bother about it then. But, I mean, what lies ahead for you? Where where does your next source of creative inspiration come from? Are you staying within the landscape arena? Michael, I yes. Well, I, have, I, I don't consciously plan to, but it usually happens that way. I am not quite finished with my whole idea of the refugee, of refugeedom and belonging. You know, a lot of my work of landscapes has been about our sense of belonging. Land is very important to South Africans in general in various ways and forms. And um, and refugeedom means you you lose your sense of belonging. You lose the place that you in which you belong. Mm. And that's caught my imagination. I went to Sicily a few years ago and encountered refugees who'd been you know lost at sea in a boat. Um, many had drowned. And that that really hit home for me. And I've been painting paintings about this for a while now, and I'm not finished. So that's still on my easel. Where do people find out most about your work? Directly to your website, I guess, Karen, is the place for them to go. Yes, I like them to go to my website because it gives them a full kind of overview of of what I do. And that's www.karendamon.coza. Now, Karen Damon, let me spell that for you. It's K-A-R-I-N, Karen spelt with an I. A K and an I, and Damond, as in day, and M-O-N-D at the end of it. Karindamond.co.za. You know, does it feel weird looking at your own website, for example? I mean, the artworks that you're displaying on there, whether they're prints, drawings, paintings, the archive of stuff, is this the home of your children? Is that how you built the website for yourself? It is a bit. It's, um, I, you know, as a working artist, it's... It, it, it's a work. Everything is a work in progress for me, and looking at the work that I've done uh, helps me to plan what I'm going to do. And very often, there's still lessons I need to learn from work that I that I've shipped off. Um, so I quite like visiting it as a as a as a visitor. 
I mean, the series of exhibitions that you've had as well throughout the course of the last five years have been absolutely amazing. But what intrigues me about this is that unlike many artists, and you've expressed this living in the private space but working in the public space to a certain extent, you have a journal built into your website as well where you're trying to engage the people who come and visit karindamon.co.za. Why the journal? Because an artist and an artist's life are inextricably linked. And I find that little connection with me as a person helps people to understand my work. And I know in an ideal world, one should just look at the work and understand everything there is to know about it. But we all need a bit of help and guidance sometimes. And so, you know, the website's a lovely place where people can access it if they want it. And does it feel that occasionally it intrudes upon your privacy? Could I ask you that in an artistic sense? No, I think the internet and social media are ideal for introverted people because one can take it or leave it. So I can switch off my connection whenever I want. It's kind of intriguing, though, because when I approached you and asked you if you'd come and be on the show, you were almost a little skeptical. It was kind of like, oh, do people really want to hear about this? And yet I believe that people most certainly will. And I hope that everyone goes to karindamon.co.za to take a look at what you've done as well. I mean, does this make you feel a bit naked? Um, yeah, I suppose it does. But re- remember, I'm essentially a visual person, so I speak in pictures. So to be to be speaking just in words to you is slightly challenging for me, but I'll manage. How does it feel if I ask you the question about possibly becoming known as South Africa's greatest ever artist? I firmly believe that you're heading right up there. Do you think that's even within your remit? Do you feel it's appropriate, relevant, or is it me blowing smoke up your bottom? Mm. I don't think it's entirely appropriate because I think art, the art world is made up of many, many individuals, each making their contribution. So I would hate to think I'm making the biggest or the best contribution. I'm making a contribution. But as you've described um, your paintings almost as children, I mean, you've given birth to some incredible things here. Mm-hmm, but I don't need my children to be president or king. Just they must that, just be out there in the world. Just out there and admired. Well, uh, looked at. Even if they're not admired, I don't mind if people tell me they don't like my work. Okay, that's also very fair as a challenge. Where do people most access your work? Do they buy from you directly or do they go through galleries to source you? About half-half. Galleries, yeah, about half. Um, I'm finding more and more people are coming directly to me. Obviously, the blessing of, of social media and the Internet is... Huge for artists because it is visual anyway and and people can find me if they want to. Awesome. So that's the first port of call for me as well is go to karindamond.co.za. Just very briefly in the 30 seconds we have left, Karin, what lies ahead for you? What's coming up next? Michael, I'm planning an exhibition in in Joburg probably towards the middle of next year. That'll be with my my gallery in Joburg called Gallery 2. They're in Jan Smuts. And then the rest is open-ended. I like open-ended sometimes. I have, I've had a very busy few years, and this, this is lovely. To, I'm just going to see what happens, what materializes. You see, that's what you can say when you're an artist. I absolutely love it. Karen Damon, you've been a spectacular guest. I hope everyone goes to your website, karindamon.co.za. Promise me this, you'll let me know about the exhibition when it comes up middle of next year. We'll talk about of it course. some more and promote it massively from our end as well. Thanks, Michael. And I even though, it. even though I know if you die, your painting's worth more money, please stay alive for many, many, <laughs> many, many years. I fully plan to. 
the words of artist Karen Damon joining me here on cliffcentral.com on In Conference with Michael Jackson. I promise you this. This is the latest modern peony. If you're going to love her. Karen, thank you so much to all of you for listening. Thank you. We'll be back next week with yet another podcast where you get to meet amazing people like my guest today. Thank you for being with us. This is Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.